Hello, I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers podcast, the global travel destination podcast with my travel reviews, advice, and recommendations based on first-hand travel experience I've gained from the two to three weeks a month I travel all over the world. This week on the podcast, Sprachen die Deutsch, do you speak German? We're off to Düsseldorf in Germany. Welcome to this week's podcast, although I'm actually recording this podcast again in London. I'm going to be talking about a trip I made earlier in the week, which was to Dusseldorf in Germany, where I was there for work. Now, this is a city I visited probably at least 30 times, if not more, and I used to visit the city about once or twice a month about five years ago. And on the British Airways flight from London Heathrow to Dusseldorf, of which there are about five or six a day, because Dusseldorf is a big business centre... And I started to make notes for the podcast and was very embarrassed to say that I, I actually knew almost nothing about the city that I'd been to so many times. And that actually included exactly where in Germany the city was. And this is one of the terrible facts of business travel. It's so easy to see travel to places as part of a, a kind of a regular commute. You pay scant attention to anything other than the price and time of the cab to take you from and to the airport to your meeting. And it's crazy. Traveling is such a privilege. And um, so this trip was a great opportunity for me to find out more about Dusseldorf and to, to really experience the city. So five things I'm going to look at. First of all, where Dusseldorf is and a very brief history of, of the city. Secondly, the three types of people that are most likely to find themselves visiting the city and ask, are you one of them? Thirdly, what exactly, if anything, is there to do in Dusseldorf? Touch briefly on a place to stay. And lastly, I will recommend a travel podcast that I'm listening to at the moment, which is called Travel Commons, which is a really cool podcast. So let's kick off. Reminding you once again that if you want to find out links, you want to find out show notes, you want to find out more, you want to, need to look at photo galleries, etc., 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 you can find that on my site. And you can get to the site in a couple of ways. Either you can go to mytravelreviews.com, or one word, mytravelreviews.com, or tipsfortravelers.com tipsfortravelers.com all written as one word and actually spelt the UK way not the US way so that's two L's in travelers so that's tipsfortravelers.com and you'll find loads of stuff on the site there so let's kick off where exactly is Dusseldorf? well Dusseldorf is the capital of the North Rhine-Westphalia region of Germany which is actually the most populated region of Germany now that probably means nothing to you so if you're looking at a map of Germany, if you look um, to the eastern side of Germany, it's pretty close to, to the east um, and almost kind of central and, and east. Now, Düsseldorf um, is a very interesting city because over three quarters of the city was actually destroyed during the Second World War by the Allies bombing. And so much of the city has is, is actually been uh, reconstructed or it's completely completely new. And it's... And it, and it makes it very, very interesting indeed. Now, Dusseldorf has been there a very long time. It's on, on the banks of the Rhine River, which I guess most of you have heard of. And it dates right back to about 1135. And um, there seems to be an ongoing battle between Cologne, which is nearby, and the various people who ran Dusseldorf. And actually, um, at one point, the Archbishop of Cologne uh, was trying to take over Dusseldorf, a huge big battle, their forces got wiped. as bizarre, thinking about archbishops having all these forces. And Dusseldorf became a city right back in 1288. And it's it's always kind of been a trading city, um, and it has really up and down kind of history. During the Napoleonic Wars, um, even um, 
Napoleon kind of occupied it for a period of time. The Industrial Revolution was what really revived the city, but as I mentioned, kind of during the Second World War, it was completely just um, flattened. Dusseldorf is the centre of advertising and fashion, although telecommunications are very big there. There's something like 400 advertising agencies in Dusseldorf. Lots of internet agencies have set up, and quite a lot of financial institutions are there. It's one of the biggest um, print areas, something like 200 publishing houses. It's actually a very big airport. The Dusseldorf airport's huge. It's, it's probably the third biggest in Germany after Frankfurt and Munich. Very big, very modern airport. And um, who's, who from Dusseldorf is famous? The, the most famous people I could find from Dusseldorf was the uh, band Kraftwerk. Do you remember Kraftwerk? And they were really huge, and they, they're probably the most famous thing that I've found from Dusseldorf. So as I mentioned, it's... Um, um, it, it's got a, a sense of fashion, it's got a sense of finance, and a lot of people call it kind of the German Paris because it has lots of fashion and, and probably the way it's laid out. And when it was reconstructed, it was kind of recreated with lots of big kind of boulevards and all that kind of stuff, which I'll talk about uh, a little bit later. On the show notes, I have got some links to the official city site and um, uh, wikipedia.org and things like that, which have um, a lot of more history and some 360 panorama degrees and things. But that basically gives you a general gist of, of the city. You're most likely to find yourself as in the city if you're one of these three types of people. Number one, you're Japanese. Yeah, bizarrely. The city has one, if not the largest Japanese community outside of Japan. Huge Japanese community. So if you're Japanese and you're going to be leaving Japan, good chance you'll find yourself there. Secondly, you're in fashion or advertising. As I've already mentioned, the city is the German center for both of these kind of creative industries. And thirdly, if you attend industry expos and exhibitions, and if there's one of those being held in Germany, the chance is you will be going to Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf has an expo pretty much every single week of the year. So those are the three types of people that are most likely to find themselves in Dusseldorf. So what actually is there to do in Dusseldorf now? At the risk of offending loyal fans and, and residents of the city who may be listening to this podcast, I have to say that there's not as much to do and see as there is in some of the other German cities. But saying that, residents, if you talk to them, absolutely love the city. They love the quality of life and they feel it's a very sophisticated city to live in. So maybe that's the best tip of the week. If you're looking for a great place to live, look at Dusseldorf. But being a little bit more serious and perhaps a little bit more practical, there are, of course, some good things to do if you're visiting the city um, for one of the reasons above. You know, if you're there, Japanese, you're visiting because you've got some advertising or fashion business in an expo. So here are my, my tips um, for travellers to Dusseldorf. There's kind of eight things I'm going to suggest very briefly. The first of these is if you're going to visit Dusseldorf, try and visit during carnival time. Now, Dusseldorf is very famous for carnivals, and particularly the carnival period. There's a, there's a little one in November, but the main one is in the end of February. It runs over four or five days, and the city just parties. There's something like 600 events. Now, there's three major carnivals that take place at this time. I'll pronounce them all terribly because I don't speak German. The first is called Altweiberfaschnacht, and in 2006, that's going to be around the 23rd of February. So, Altweiberfachnacht is when the women of the city kind of besieged the, the town hall in the old part of, of town. And I'll come back to the town a little bit later. The, the other carnival is Carnival Sonntag, which is on a Sunday, which I'm guessing the Sonntag thing is Carnival Sonntag. So this, in 2006, it's in the, on the 26th of February. This is a very colourful street carnival. It's along the Koningsallee. Koningsallee, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not going to talk about that. It's a big shopping street. 
Then the third part of Carnival in that February period is on the Monday, so after that big thing on the Sunday, which is Rosenmontagsach. Rosenmontagsach. I'm, I'm very sorry if my German's terrible. Now, this is a huge Carnival procession. It moves right around the town centre, and sweets are thrown from the floats into the crowds. So Carnival time in February, and of course it's very difficult to get accommodation at that time, and I'll put some links onto, on, onto the website and in the show notes at Tips for Travellers. Dot com, which is, remember, with two L's, or mytravelreviews.com. So that's the first thing to do, is if you're going to go to Dusseldorf, kind of make sure that you go during Carnival. The second main thing to do is, is shopping. Now, um, it is the fashion capital of Germany, and shops are incredibly good in Dusseldorf, and that's probably the only part of Dusseldorf that I've actually really known and seen, um, other than, than knowing a lot about Carnival, was the shopping. Now, the main fashion shops are in an area which Dusseldorfers will call the Co, K-O, which is the Konings Ali Street. It's also kind of nicknamed the Mile of Style. And there's a couple of very, very lovely um, um, scenes there where you have kind of tree-lined boulevards, and it's all very nice. But in that, in that whole area, you've got some very, very nice shopping things. And you've got um, the, the um, Co Gallery, the Co Gallery, K. O-E-G-A-L-E-R-I-E. Now, I'll put a link to this on, on the site. And the Co-Gallery is, is just amazing. It's um, all the art market stores. It's very beautiful, big glass atrium. And it's got something like about 100 flagship stores and, and all the luxury brands and, and, and lots of nice food and stuff. It's very beautiful, the Co-Gallery, um, which is very easy to find. and Everybody knows it. The other one linked to that is the Seven Department Store, as in the number seven, but spelled um, seven. And the Seven Department Store, again, is a very beautiful store. It's got something like about, it's more like a mall kind of thing. And it's got 50 shops, restaurants, seven floors, and some very nice coffee shops and, and things. And they also have the center of tax-free shopping. They do a lot of, of tax-free refund places in Dusseldorf because it has so many visitors, particularly for, for, for expos. And the, the third one is, is the Gallery Kauhof, K-A-U-F. H-O-F, which is also in that area, and I'll put the link to the site there, which is, um, again, it's more of, this is more of a department store, and it's beautiful, old-looking building, very grand-looking building, and that, again, has lots of fashion, jewellery, all that kind of stuff in it. So shopping is kind of the main thing to do, and those are the three best places to go to, the Co-Gallery, the Seven, um, Sevens Mall, and the Gallery Kaufhof. Now, once you've done a bit of shopping, the next thing to do is, is the third thing to do from there is to, you walk down to the Altstadt, which is the old town. Now, the Altstadt is, is, is a really interesting area because it's nicknamed the longest bar in the world. As you can tell, Dusseldorf has these kind of little catchphrases. They've got the mile of style for the shopping area, and they've got the longest bar in the world for the old town. The longest bar in the world has something like 260 pubs, bars, restaurants, other food places, basically in a square kilometer. So it's jam-packed at night. It's very buzzy, but it's the, and it's called the longest bar in the world. It's kind of like a real kind of magnet for the going out thing. In the old town, so that's the longest bar in the world you can eat and drink and whatnot. Then they also have the Rathaus there, which is the town hall. Now the town hall looks very old, but it isn't. It was bombed in World War Two, and it's been rebuilt to look old again. Now it's a pretty nice building. Some people say it's not as grand as other town halls, but that's probably a little bit unfair. But it's, it's a great centre. Um, as I mentioned, we already have Carnival, you have Christmas markets. It's always very busy. Um, the original town hall was built right back in the, about 1573. Um, but it's really worth seeing. It is, as I said, it's the magnet, it's the centre of where the carnivals and everything happen. 
and, and in front of the town hall, you've got the market plots, the market square, which is, as I mentioned, is where kind of the carnival goes to. They have uh, like Christmas markers and that kind of stuff. So that's all kind of in, in the center, the center of town, kind of the old town fashion shopping area. If you want to do something a little bit more cultural, let me talk about two things that you can do. The first is to visit the Benroth Palace. Now, this is a very beautiful palace. It was built by, for the elector Carl Theodore. Um, right back um, in the 1750s to 1770s kind of time period. He actually only ever spent one summer there. Um, he he kind of fell out of favour a little bit, and I can't quite remember why, but he sort of fell out of favour. But he was kind of the, the ruler of, of, of Dusseldorf. It's now a museum, and it's 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 a, it's a stunning building. It kind of has like a pinky glow with this beautiful... It's quite French-looking, I think, actually. And it was built, as I said, in, in, in the sort of 1750s, 1770s, by a guy called Nicholas Dipagi, P-I-G-A-G-E. And there's two museums in there. You've got the Corpse de Longis um, and, and, a, and a museum for natural science. But there's other, there's like a museum of garden art and it's just very, very lovely. And, and there's lots of um, lakes and fountains and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's well worth visiting. So that's um, the, the, the Benrith Palace. If you want a bit more culture and you want to go more art gallery, there's there's two very nice art galleries. There's the K20 and the K21. Now the K20 is is a very renowned modern art gallery. It's housed in a stunning black marble modern museum. It's very very beautiful, very beautiful building, very stunning building. And then you have the K21, um, and its proper name is the Starden House, which has international contemporary art, and it's housed in the south of town between a couple of parks. And it's a very smart traditional building. It has a, has a glass roof, which I believe is called a coppola roof. And it's very dramatic and it's kind of visible from, from, from quite a distance. So that's the art galleries. They call them the K20 and the K21. I've never quite got to understand why they call the K20 and K21, but they are. But, but they're very easy to find and, and they have a great um, collection of, of, of um, art in there. As I said, more the, 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 the contemporary art in the K21 is, is very nice and the modern art in, in the K20, very impressive. So that's that. The next thing to do is to head more to the harbour area and, and they have this, this, this tower which is kind of in the harbour area which is the, the, called the, and I was, I'm terrible pronouncing things today aren't I, which is the Rhine Turm. Now this is a huge 234 metre tall tower built in the late 70s. I think it was over in about 1981. It's actually the TV tower. It's the city's tallest building and when you fly in you can see it and you get great views of the city and they argue that actually at the top, although I didn't see it when I was there, when it's very clear you can see right the way to Cologne, which is the next biggest city. There's an elevator which whips you to the top. There's a restaurant on the top which is quite expensive and it, you know, the classic revolving thing, it takes an hour to go around. Um, there's a viewing platform and a little cafeteria and there's, there's like a digital clock which is kind of famous, which was created by an artist named Horst Baum and especially the biggest digital clock in the world I don't know if that's true or not and uh, that's quite that's that, that's quite cool um, the TV tower I mean it is when you come and you see it it's kind of like a landmark and also around that area there's there's also some 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 well-known buildings and and some quite funky architecture so that's kind of down in the, in the kind of I think they call the, the the harbor area so that's well worth doing and the last two things to do is is I mentioned that it's got a very big Japanese community and they have the eco house of Japanese culture and some Japanese gardens and things in, in Dusseldorf. Now I haven't seen those, I've only seen pictures of those, but there is there's some great Japanese restaurants and so it is really worth hunting out. 
um, what they call the Little Tokyo on, on, on the Rhine. And um, as I mentioned, there's a huge community of at least 8,000 people. And if you go around this, this area where they have things like um, the Japanese club and in the Nord Park, which is in the middle of the city, they have these replicas of ancient um, Japanese residential homes and temples and gardens. And it's, so it's really, it, it looks amazing. I've seen the pictures. I haven't been there, but it, it, it's quite, quite fun, really, you know, kind of being so far out of, out of uh, and away from Japan and going catching a bit of, of culture. And the last thing to do, as I mentioned, you may be there for expos, etc. The good thing about Dusseldorf and this location, there's lots of stuff nearby. So Bonn is 45 minutes away, which is which I guess is the official, or was the official capital. And I guess it's gone back to Berlin now, I think. I might be wrong on that. Cologne's only about 30 minutes away. Cologne is an amazing cathedral. It has a beautiful museum, has lots of boat trips and things. So there's lots of stuff kind of around there that you can that you can travel to. And... Um, that's Dusseldorf, basically. So just to remind you about Dusseldorf, um, if you're going to go there, make, try and go during Carnival, but really plan it. The big thing is in February. Great shopping there, um, great galleries. In terms of culture, there's not a lot to do. Um, there's the Benroth Palace, which is very beautiful, the two art galleries. And as I mentioned, you've got, if you want to go out, particularly if you're there for whatever you're there for, for meetings or expos or whatever, the Altstadt is a really fun, fun, fun part of town and, and, and great for spending time in. Right, so the last thing I want to do is just recommend another travel podcast. Now, a podcast which I haven't mentioned before, which I really enjoy, is a podcast called Travel Commons. Travelcommons.com is the website where you can find it. And this is quite fun, actually, because the chap who does this podcast records them normally in bathrooms of the hotel rooms that he's staying in. But he has a really, he travels a huge amount, um, primarily around the, the, the US, but he seems to travel every single week for a couple of days and gets around and he has just really good insights about traveling around different places views on travel and his last podcast i listened to was all about um, flying and 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 just how you kind of negotiate space and it was really interesting stuff so that's a podcast i'd recommend it's he's got a very friendly relaxed style very knowledgeable and and it's really good fun and he's has lots of his you know people leave lots of comments he has polls that kind of thing so that's travelcommons.com and that's all I've got time for on the podcast today. Thank you for joining me. We were in Dusseldorf in Germany. Next week, in fact, for the next two weeks, I'm going to be in the U.S. I'm going to be visiting the historic town of Princeton. I will also be in New York, but I figure lots of people have covered New York, so I'm not going to do a lot on New York. So we're going to look at Princeton, and then we're going to be going the week after that to Seattle in Washington State. So we're going to be doing a bit of a U.S. stuff the next couple of weeks. Remember, if you want to find out more information, look at photo galleries, links, lots of links on Dusseldorf. You can visit the website, which is at mytravelreviews.com or tipsfortravelers.com with two L's. So until then, this is Gary Bembridge saying happy travels. You've been listening to Gary Bembridge's Tips for Travelers podcast, the global travel destination podcast with my travel reviews, advice and recommendations based on first-hand travel experience for two to three weeks a month. I travel all over the world.